for the most relaxing, mandatory vacation of their lives. Okay. Coming up, Captain Freeman takes her exhausted engineering team on a much-needed therapeutic retreat. What the hell were you thinking? My engineers don't respect me. That's not true. It's just one deception after another. But can they overcome their eccentric and nerdy habits long enough to actually relax? We gotta get to that terminal and beat them at their own game. Meanwhile, Mariner and her Lordex friends break all the rules as they go head-to-head -head with the Delta team for penthouse suites on the Cerritos. Let's go gray area the shit out of Delta shift. All of this and more coming up on the Lower Decks edition of Energize. 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 satirically going into the uncharted regions of the Star Trek universe. You're listening to Energize, a Star Trek Lower Decks edition podcast. Your source for hilarious analysis, colorful debate, and fun discussions about the adventures of Ensign Beckett Mariner and the USS Cerritos Lower Decks crew. I'm your host, Anthony McLemore. And I'm Steve Truitt. This week, Captain Freeman goes nuts while trying to keep her engineering team from doing the same. While Mariner and her friends try to outwit, outplay, and outlast a rival group of shipmates in the Cerritos Room Lottery. Here's a warp speed recap of episode four of Star Trek Lower Decks, Room for Growth. I arranged a therapeutic getaway for you and your team. Who's ready for the most relaxing, mandatory vacation of their lives? Okay. Welcome to the Dove. We've mastered the science of relaxation. Billups, what are you doing? We noticed that the, the, the hatch, uh, the, you know, the sliding hatch, it wasn't operating. And, we uh, fixed the door. Wait a minute. Is that a design schematic? Yep. No. No, 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 no. You are here to relax. You engineered a workaround to your own stress meter? What the hell were you thinking? That this is a direct attack. I came here thinking you respected me enough to give it a fair shot, but no, no, my engineers don't respect me. That's not true. It's just one deception after another. Okay, so we open up this week with all the Lower Decks crew down in their, you know, quarters, and it's a lot busier than usual, and it's very crowded, and there's a lot of hustle and bustle going around. I love the Cerritos, but it definitely wasn't designed for all this crew. Usually I don't mind the lack of personal space, but recently it's been too chaotic. I really liked it because it really shows what life is like down there. And of course, this is like like on any other ship uh, in the in any Navy. You know, the Lord Dex, you know, crew members are all kind of crowded in there. So they're just kind of gabbing about the ship being crowded and uh, just being in the hustle of bustle of things. And then Captain Freeman comes flying through. <laughs> Well, this harkens back, of course, and this is what I love about Lower Decks, is they're constantly throwing us either very obvious Easter eggs or stuff that we missed, too. But this harkens back to Season 7 uh, of The Next Generation, where Data is possessed by a mythical god and wears this mask, and he takes over the whole ship. One of my least favorite episodes of TNG. But again, as we saw last week, 
we're kind of at the tail end of what's going on with Captain Freeman. They're just chasing her down. We've missed the whole episode of what went on in the upper decks. We're just seeing it from the lower decks perspective. I would rebuild my palace. So Lieutenant Shax and, and uh, Commander Ransom are like chasing her down while she's like using her powers. I mean, she's like literally possessed yeah. and she's changing the the aesthetics of the ship to a to a ancient stone temple. And I thought that was just nuts. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. And, and uh, you know, never a dull moment on the Cerritos. I thought it was um, just a really funny, wonderful throwback and, and a very funny way to start the show. They do it real quick and they go right into the credits. Yeah. And I and one more thing about that was just that, you know, the, uh, you know, Mariner was just like, oh, boy, here's another thing. It's just like with them, they always expect crazy aboard the Cerritos. So no surprise here. Yeah. Just and another it's, thing. And that's yeah. And it's her mother. It's freaking out. She's still like, oh, there she goes. Yep, flying through. Yeah. That was great. Captain's log. Once again, the Cerritos was partially transformed into a temple while I was inhabited by the spirit of Manuki. So we 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 hear the captain, you know, in her captain's log, and she's basically talking about that the engineering team had to like completely go through <laughs> and a, a weeks long exhaustive effort to convert yeah. the ship from a stone temple back to an actual starship, <laughs> and it's just kind of nuts. Yeah, and and we open up with like they're pulling rocks off, and it re reengages the the screens and everything. And poor Lieutenant Commander Billups, he's just he says he's fine. But he's not fine. He's definitely stressed out. You can admit when you need a break. It's not a sign of weakness. I'm not weak! <laughs> uh, let it all out. Captain Freeman recognizes the fact that, you know, he and the whole engine t- engineering team are just completely exhausted. You can see the bags under their eyes. They're almost zombified. Right. And she wants him to take a break, but he's like, no, 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 I don't need a break. And kind of lashes out, but then, like, <laughs> starts slapping Shaq. Oh, yeah. Right. That was so great. And Shaq just kind of takes it, and then he's just crying, and he just gives him one more slap. Yeah. That was so great. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's okay to admit you need help. You need to take a break. I just thought that was yeah. funny. Wow, you're really good at these voices. You should fill in for them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I just really get into it, and I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, I could tell. So it's obvious that they, they need a break. Um, but we also visit Rutherford, um, and uh, he's preparing to leave Mariner, Tindy, and Boimler uh, as they discuss participating in the room lottery. Uh, which gives the crew members some access to the, the ship's so-called penthouse suite. So, like, it's every Lower Decker's dream to win this lottery and, and have these really nice rooms. Four separate quarters opened up on deck one. Deck one? Those are the penthouse suites. I could fit so many beakers in there. I can imagine what that would be like. I mean, we got a chance to see in the, in the, in the opening... Uh, of the show that, you know, they're all packed in there like sardines, as you would expect in the lower decks. And so why wouldn't you want the the primo, primo suites aboard the Cerritos? Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, on Titanic, you know, you had third class passengers and first class passengers. Yeah, steerage. Exactly right. Um, and, I, and, you know, you and I have been in that lower decks position in some jobs that we've had. And we'd, we've we've thought about that, too. Like, how can we get that? It'll be super easy. <gasps> Delta shift. We access the terminal on deck nine, change a few lines of code, then the stupid lottery algorithm will have to pick us. 
while while in the Shims Federation, uh, you know, Tindy has to get in there because her little her little slob monster, which is in the water, gets out and goes into the vent tubes, and so she jumps in there to go get it, as she overhears members of the Delta Shift. Uh, discussing rigging the lottery by hacking into an access terminal. And apparently they've done this before. And and the, just to let everyone know, the Delta shift is the shift that's on while the Beta shift, which is our lower deck's favorites, uh, are sleeping. So it's like there's always one shift on and the other shift is sleeping. We got to get to that terminal and beat them at their own game. But isn't that cheating? So is the whole room watery. You know, Tindy overhears this, and of course, it, once Mariner hears it, you know, uh, some kind of plan is going to be initiated. And she's like, we can't let this happen. We've got to have it. We've got to have these rooms. We can't let this happen. <laughs> Delta team has to be taken down. So it, it means that they're literally going to break the rules and hack into a system. But that doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about, you know, taking on the Delta crew and beating them at their own game. Ooh, I've always wanted to explore an ethical gray area. Yes! Let's go gray area the out of Delta ship. You know what else I love, too, is that in Mariner True to Form, I love it when she swears and they bleep all the curse words. I hate this fucking Delton team. You know, <laughs> it, it's so great. It, it's it's just, that's just my favorite part, I think, of the whole show is when they bleep, they bleep the swear words. And there's a lot of cursing in this episode. Yeah, but I love it because it's, it's so matter of fact and it's it feels yeah. natural like what would really happen on a ship, you know? It happens oh, in the sure. office. This is, oh, this yeah. is my work. This is, how, this is the environment I've worked in for... 30 years of my career yeah. in television. I've lived this. I know this. So it's comfortable for me to see it in in this show, and it makes it very honest in a way. I think so, too. And, and it is, like you said, it's just so natural. And these, this is the, you know, fourth season for these, excuse me, third season uh, for these folks. And, and they're just, they've settled into their roles. They know their characters. And it really does just seem so, so natural. And I mean, when they're talking, it just—I don't even feel like they're acting. I really don't. I think they're, you know, I think they're so good at it. Ah, uh, Captain Freeman and her engineers, welcome to the Dove. Obviously, Captain Freeman, she's not admitting that she feels guilt because she she blamed the her whole mishap on the actual mask itself. Um, but uh, she wants to make sure that the engineers who've worked their butts off to clean up the ship, ship. Uh, you know, get some rest. And so she sets them up with a therapeutic spa appointment. And they're like, yay. They're not really that excited. But they're given these wristbands to monitor the stress levels when they get there. And it's kind of this floating, orbiting ship, the Dove. The puppy playpen is one of our most popular offerings. For the more deviant among you, we also have kittens. They're showing us around, like, here's a puppy, you know, place where you can play with puppies. And if you're really strange, there's ones for cats, which I thought was cute. Everyone has a different way of relaxing. Look at the joy on his face. He's actually gone way over his time. We're afraid to end his session. Of course, we go to a room where there's a Klingon and we get a chance to see what what his idea of relaxation is. And it, it always involves a battle, if no matter what. Of course, that's just a thing. And uh, he's just slamming it into a target and he's loving it. He's like, see, he's having a wonderful time. Yeah, but he's gone over his time and everybody's afraid to go in there and tell him that he's exceeded his <laughs> time limit in the room. It is that kind of Simpson-esque writing that I love. Just these cute little natural throwaway lines 
that just make it so much funnier. So the uh, the administrator, you know, is taking Captain Freeman around, and you would think that all the engineers are are, are uh, taking it in as well, so they can see see what they'll get a chance to enjoy. But what are they doing? Billups, what are you doing? Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, we noticed that the the, the hatch, uh, the, you know, the sliding hatch, it wasn't operating. And, we fixed uh, the door. They're trying to fix the door. I mean, they're they're engineers, and I think we already see what's going to happen here. Um, they're not going to be able to relax. They're engineers. They fix problems. And I think it, it appears, at least at the outset, that maybe Captain Freeman has read this the wrong way. Yes. And the thing about engineers, I laughed at this joke because uh, one of my really good friends was uh, the, the valedictorian at my high school. And she went to MIT and then she worked in biochemical engineering. But now she's a professor at MIT. So one time she was in L.A. and... Uh, she invited me to a party with all of her MIT friends. So, well, you know, at first it starts, you know, talking about TV and that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden there was a, a coffee table in the middle of the room that wasn't quite placed right. So then all of a sudden the whole conversation was about ways to move that around. And they start doing math and pulling out, you know, tape measures. And I was just like, wow, this is really how engineers think. And talk. It, and it really is. This is recreation for them. That's a great story. Um, and, you know, in the same area of the country, I went to school in Boston for a couple of years and I went down to see my friends at uh, Brown, which is an extremely intellectual school. So we go to a bar right next to the, the university and there's poker, they're not poker, there's uh, chess tables. Uh, there's chess boards on every table and you've got two guys sitting there, you know, in every table, drunk, playing chess. That's their idea of fun. Yeah, it was the first time I've ever... I, I find myself somebody who can fit in any kind of situation socially, but this was the first time where I was outmatched. I was like, okay, I have nothing to offer, nothing to add to this conversation. That's so, yeah, so that, so that scene great. was just perfect and dead on. Hey, I will gladly get chin deep in a waste conduit if it means beating those stupid deltas. All right, well, the shortcut starts through a panel on the back of Holodeck 3. Ugh, there's a program running. I guess we're going to have to wait it out. Back at the ship, you know, Mariner, Tindy, and Boimler are on their quest to, to beat Delta Team. They're crawling through the vents. One place that they have to end up is in the holodeck because, you know, they're going through all of these these vents and it's taking them different places and they've got this whole map they're following. And so they're in the holodeck and it's so great because it's this, they go, they go, this, this is a... a this is a place that people used to go to to get money. I think they call it a bonk. And it was in black and white. It was great. Everybody down. This is a robbery. Hands up where I can see them. I didn't wake up today planning on blowing anyone's brains out. But don't push me. And then lo and behold, Lieutenant Shacks and the doctor burst in. And they're all in 1930s mobster garb. And they're sticking up the bank. And I was just, I just thought it was freaking hilarious i didn't even know that these two even had a relationship well that's that was so funny about it is at first i thought they were they were looking for the lower deckers but then you realize quite quickly no they're participating in this and you know you, we've watched a lot of holodeck stuff Worf and data do something together and jordy and so does something with with data or whomever this one didn't surprise me at first until you know it stops and um Shax gets kind of upset and opens up about kind of feeling neglected and not being heard or seeming interesting. What are we doing? The usual. We off these beds and once our blood's pumping, we'll do the nasty on the counter and make the hostages watch. And the next thing you know, the doctor's like, let me make it better for you. And 
I never even thought of the doctor as a female, although she is a female. Suddenly she's got boobs, which I didn't notice before, and she starts to undress. And she's like, "Do you want to take a look at Mama?" And I'm like, "What the hell? These two are, these two are lovers." Yeah, I was just like, that was like probably one of the biggest bombshells of the whole of the whole episode. I was just like, really? But I knew I love the doctor because you just don't know what the hell she's gonna say. She's so off the cuff, and this one just slapped me in the face, and I I thought it was freaking hilarious. So great. She has that great line. First we'll off the feds, and then we'll do the nasty on the counter and make the hostages watch. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, Mariner so and the group are just grossed out. They're just like, let's get the hell out of here. They threw up in their mouth a little bit. Does a baby need to suckle on one of mama's? Well, you put those away, Diane. Diane is your kinky sex name. This is worse than the shootout. And, and they start to leave. Uh, but um, the, uh, the, the doctor goes, listen, uh, it, it, you know, it, it, to calm you down, I'm going to tell you a secret I've never told anyone, how I lost my tail. And Tindy hears that. She's like, wait, I want to hear. Yeah, she's just about to say it and, and they have to leave. But she says it was on the Appomattox. And I'm trying to think, was that something... Is that's an Easter egg that I I don't know what it is. We'll have to look it up. Wait a minute! Is that a design schematic? Yep. This little honey will improve the Cerritos engine efficiency by 0.5 percent. No! 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 You are here to relax. So uh, so back on the Dove, of course, therapy it doesn't seem to be working. Every bit of treatment that the engineers are uh, participating in they're doing something else. So they're sitting there, they're sitting there raking, like looking like they're raking sand. And it looks like they're doing something <laughs> yeah. that's calming. And lo and behold, what's on right. a deck? Well, if you go to an aerial, what's, what's on the sand as you look down? <laughs> it's a schematic, you know, there, it's a design basically on improving engine efficiency. They're busted again. Engineers being funny. engineers. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we go back to a Mariner, Boiler, and Tindy nearly getting killed passing through one area of the ship. Um, and this one is... This is so good because I didn't, I didn't know what it was at first because they're kind of in this circular thing and there's not a lot of gravity. And it, they're having a really good time. They're bouncing around like on the moon. And then at the exact same time, um, the, the, uh, the folks up on the, uh, the, um, the bridge are like, well, okay, we need to... We need to use the deflector. There's a few rocks coming our way. So they turned it on. It turns out um, Boimler and Tiddy and Mariner are in that deflector, and it starts spinning really fast. That was so great. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just mishap after mishap with, the, with these clowns. Well, I loved it, too, because... Uh, Tindy and, and Mariner are able to escape. They get they get they get through this hatch, but Boimler's you know he's caught in that centrifugal force, and so they need a, a a rope line or something. So they just take off their clothes, and they're just in their underwear. And I thought that that was interesting too. The girls are just in their in their underwear, throwing their their clothes up to to Boimler to save him, and then and then they all land. They save him, and they they all land, and and she's like, "Nice job, anti gravity boy." <laughs> Yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip with them, which I've noticed before. They all have like communal showers. They, they kind of played out in 
in Battlestar too. Yeah. Like everybody's just kind of, I guess, in the future, people are just a little less like, eh, whatever. You know, not so uptight about They're nudity. Cool. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Guess so. I don't know if that'll sure. happen in real life, but okay. <laughs> but would um, be nice. Yeah. The human ritual of mani-pedis is renowned across the quadrant. Well, seems like you finally figured out how to make them relax. So we, we go back to the engineering crew and, and Captain Freeman. So Captain Freeman comes in. They're all having mani-pedis and, and they're all chilled out. They've got cucumbers on their eyes. Yep, yep. And you're like, well, finally, these, these clowns are relaxing. Yeah, and the, the leader of it, I don't the, the dove leader, I don't know her name. She's got three arms and three legs, which is funny. She's like, see, it's finally working. With with the cucumbers on their eyes, they can't see anything. And with their hands being dealt with and, and they're doing the manis, they can't do any work either. And Captain Freeman finally is like, yay, this is working. And then they go to um, they go to Rutherford and they're like, okay, you're not getting your fingers done. And he's like, I don't want to. And they're like, just let us do your fingers. He's like, no. And it turns out that he's suppre- the, the bands are all green because the engineers found a way to suppress it by sticking a cucumber in it. You engineered a workaround to your own stress meter? What the hell were you thinking? The captain gets really ticked off, and it's like, um, it's because she doesn't seem to feel like she's got control over fixing the engineers, and I think we're starting to get here that maybe the engineers don't want to get fixed. Yeah, and and she, it's she obvious, loses it's it. It's obvious they're resisting the whole thing. Yeah, she loses it. Um, but uh, she she gets really pissed off, and then her band goes from green to I think it's red, and then condition black. Yeah, so she's yeah. gone off, and so that it's so that you know it, it's a pressing thing because literally she's lost it. She's basically gone nuts, which is which is the exact opposite of what was supposed to happen. And she was actually trying to get the engineering staff. So they literally they're like, "Do I have to call Earth? Do I have to call Starfleet?" So they drag her off to try to help her, and the engineers are like, "Wow, you know." we really they, they got blamed for upsetting the captain and they have to come up with an idea to make it better oh great beta shifters what the hell are you freaks doing down here same as you delta shift back on the ship mariner and and mariner tindy and boimler you know uh, catch up to the delta crew our crew the beta crew gets to a certain junction point first and there's an opening that opens for 10 seconds every hour. I don't know why. That's very Galaxy Quest, by the way, and uh, which is also meta of Star Trek. Um, and they're waiting there, and they've beaten the Delta crew because they, they, they found a way to beat the Delta crew. Delta crew shows up. They start yelling at each other. The curse words are flying. And then after a while, they kind of calm themselves down, and you know, time has passed, and they're waiting. And, it, and they're actually like, they realize, wow, you guys are okay. We're kind of like each other. Just because we, we're asleep while you're working and you're asleep while we're working doesn't mean we can't be friends. And, of course, Tindy's always saying, you know, it's so great to have new friends. And they decide, hey, well, listen, what if, what if we all go in together and we'll all have a shot at it? And Tindy goes, and for all the rest of us who don't get it, at least we have new friends. Got it. Quick, quick. Nice try, And true to form, uh, it was just all a bluff. And Delta Team basically t- took advantage of, of Mariner and company and jumped ahead of them. Got through the got through the little uh, yeah. portal. 
as soon as that door opened, they rushed right through. See you later, suckers. And then as, as the door's closing, Mayor is like, I fucking hate you, Delta. Shit. Like every swear word she can say. It was so great. Oh, I love it. I love it. This is bad. Increase puppy levels. That's all we've got. We even tossed in a couple of bunnies. They had no effect. So we get we get back to the dove and Captain Freeman is basically a basket case. <laughs> they have all these puppies. They have a puppy who who has leg assist because not only the front legs work. You know, you, know, you ever see a puppy with broken legs and it, it basically has like well, a the, wheelbarrow pulling the legs. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. you got that little puppy and and they're like, quick, put in more puppies. It's not working. And they're like, this is all we have. We even threw in bunnies and it's not working. Working. Yeah. She is. She's just gone. You know off the deep she's end. a mess yeah she's a complete mess so this uh, spot director is about to call starfleet and then here come the engineers right. we have engineered a machine that removes stress you built this oh, the whole point of this trip was to stop working well they 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 show up with this giant contraption and, and captain freeman's like what are you doing? And like, well, we built something to eliminate your stress. And she's like, I didn't want you to build anything. That's why I brought you down here. And what she realizes and what they explain to her is that's who we are. We're engineers. That's what relieves our stress. The stress was caused by cleaning up the mess that she made when she was you know, infected by the alien. But solving problems is what they do. So they built this giant de-stress machine. Um, it, you know, and you, you, you get inside of it and apparently in 10 seconds, it removes your, st- your stress. So Freeman jumps in. I think it's going to blow up, but it doesn't. It, it actually, it works. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are engineers, so <laughs> you know, expectations <laughs> yeah. should be high versus uh, somebody else putting a contraption like that together. Well, then the, the next thing that's uh, suggested is we could have a, uh, we could have a device like this in every ship in the fleet. And we we wouldn't need the dove. After you take her away, the the director is just like, uh, we need to dump this immediately. It's going to put us out of business. Send that out into space right now. It's funny because she's all stressed out now. Oh, the irony. It just comes full circle. This goes right up to the terminal. We're right there. And no Delta shifters in sight. Yep, because fortune favors the bold. So back on the ship, um, Boimler has actually discovered a way to get to that access port first, um, almost by accident. And, and they, they arrive at that place where the um, computer is well before Delta Shift. In fact, Delta Shift is not there. And they start punching in the, uh, their names and they realize that it wasn't four rooms, one person each. It was one room for four people. It would basically break up their group. Somebody would would, would live, uh, you know, in the penthouse suites, basically, and um, their right. little their little. Uh, I wanted to say triumvirate, but I don't know what the word is for four. Would would be Quad- broken. Yeah, I don't know either. Their fellowship. Quad- their, 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 their fellowship of the ring. <laughs> oh, how about quartet? Is that is that? Yeah, we'll, is that we'll, a thing? I'll take that. Their <laughs> their little quartet would be broken up, and so they just yeah. basically decide that. Hey, I think uh, the advantage for us is that we're all together. So they basically take themselves out of the competition. Let's just walk away and let them ruin their friendship. (laughs) Beta shifters stick together. (laughs) Stupid Delta shift. Yeah, and they think that they're screwing Delta shift by, you know, letting them, you know, win the one room and that will mess them up and divide them. 
but it doesn't quite work that way. sharing that one room. God, they just put four beds in there, and now it's like their private party quarters. Ugh, why didn't we think of that? I don't know, we were tired. They're back in the, the crew lounge, basically, and they, they, they come to the realization that, uh, you know, Delta crew, has, or Delta ship, has basically all decided to live in the one room together. And they're, they're thrilled about it. They're like, yay, yay. Uh, and, and of course, of course, uh, our beta shift you know, crew, they're just like, dang it. And and that's the perpetual thing about these folks is that they're always getting foiled, even though they've got great ideas and or or they have bad ideas, but they think they're great ideas. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny because uh, uh, Mariner said something in the middle of the episode that I thought was funny because they say this a lot every week. Somebody says, well, we, we're not going to be lower deckers forever, but I think I think as long as this show is on, they will. Um, you know, it's like The Simpsons. Bart never gets older. Homer, no one ever grow, ages. Everyone's the same. It's been that way for 30 years. Yeah, they're perpetually locked in time. Overall, I mean, I, you know, it was it was a funny episode. It, you know, I'm still looking for, like, something crazy to happen. Where are the pack lids? Where, where are Klingons? I'm, re- I'm ready for some kind of big threat uh, to come into the picture. Well, the, the cool thing about this one is, this, this series, is that, it one, it's episodic, like Strange New Worlds is, which I think is perfect for this kind of thing. So I don't think they can all be, you're not going to string a few together like they did last year. I think they did two, at least. Um, it, you know, and they're not all going to be gems. I think, yeah, I think near the end, the seven, eight, and nine, and ten are going to be uh, fantastic. In the meantime, I still think, you know, I chuckle out loud all the time with this show. I really think it's funny. It's so well written. Which leads us to our top moment. Because Lord Dex is only a half hour show, it's not like you can always put three together. So, yeah. uh, what, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. what was your number one moment? I, I think it's, I, it may be obvious to you, it was when Shax and the doctor come in and we realize that they're, they're getting it on. We off these beds and once our blood's pumping, we'll do the nasty on the counter and make the hostages watch. It's really creepy and a very pervy and it's such a great reveal and the doctor is so weird. Um, and it's in black and white and it's very sexually charged. I thought it was just a complete surprise. I'm with you on that. That was the funniest moment in the show for me because it was not only shocking, it was funny, but it was also cringeworthy at the same time. Does a baby need to suckle on one of mama's? Well, you put those away, Diane. Diane is her kinky sex name. This is worse than the shootout. So uh, it was like uh, I got a threeper out of that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 just did completely out of left field. Did not see it coming. That wraps up this edition of Energize. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can hear all of our podcasts, whether that be Lower Decks or Star Trek Strange New Worlds, on www.energizepodcast.com. That's podcast with an S.com. I'm your host, Anthony McLemore. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Truitt. Live long and prosper.